The one bit of good news is, you know, from my perspective, every day that I, I always know this, and this has given me peace, is, is that every day I'm in a good market, I'm one day closer to a crash. Yeah. That doesn't give me peace. That always makes me nervous, especially when you've had 12 years like we did approximately. Every day you're in a crash, you're one day closer to a boom. So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Rockstar Nation, this is Aaron Muchastegui. Time for State of the Market 41. I've got David Osborne on here, one of the most highly downloaded podcasts we've ever had to give us advice on how to handle and what to think of the whole coronavirus and the impact on real estate. Take a listen. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Muchastegui coming to you for State of the Market number 41. And as you might have guessed, we are probably going to be our third state of the market where the coronavirus is one of the biggest topics out there. Like I talked about last week, there's very few news pieces we can find out there right now that are real estate related that are not coronavirus related. But more exci- you know, the exciting part about today is the guy that I get to interview and bring on with me. You guys have heard before, he's been on the Real Estate Rockstars podcast several times, one of the biggest downloaded podcast we've had. David Osborne, friend of mine, he's an entrepreneur, he's a real estate investor, world traveler, best-selling author of several different books and owns a top 10 U.S. real estate brokerage. David, thanks for coming on today. Hey, Aaron. It's great to be with you again. I, you, you, you don't look like Pat Hyben, but you're better looking, I think. The, you know, I, that, that's, the, that's the big tease I've had back and forth with Pat. So I liked his voice better, but I, I think I'm prettier some of the times. So. There you go. Yeah. So state of the market news, you know, I think it is crazy. We look out there, there's the only news out there is coronavirus related right now. Do you think anybody out there is not thinking about it? You think it's- I think it's all unprecedented, the situation we're in with the complete slowdown of the economy. And so, yeah, that's all related to coronavirus. A lot of the conversations I'm having are more about the economy, but all of the economic problems are because of coronavirus. So absolutely, it's a, it's coronavirus city. And uh, what do we do? And what's going to happen? And, you know, obviously, if uh, 300 million Americans are sitting at home, there's not going to be a lot of economic activity. And that's going to have a lot of impact on people, especially when they say, and I don't know if it's true, but they say that 75% of people don't have more than couple grand saved up 50% of people don't even have a dollar saved up or something as I've read these stats before. So what happens and how does that shake out? And um, yeah, it's very interesting times, not, not interesting in a good way. They say one of the Chinese like curses was to say, may you live in interesting times. And they didn't, it wasn't good because obviously it's an old, old saying and it's interesting. You're probably having a war or something crazy going on or a famine and, for sure, we live in interesting times right now. Nothing like this has ever happened in my lifetime, although I believe it has happened in the past, but it's a different world we live in too. So sure, it's all about COVID-19, the coronavirus, you know, and what do we do about it and how bad is it and what's going on and, and chaos from like complete denial on some people's parts to complete hypochondria and terror on other people's parts. It's, it's, it's interesting times, Aaron. 
Yeah, it, it's super interesting. And, and the biggest part of me has just been trying to stay curious because in the last 20 years, we've seen a lot of different you know, financial crisis and real estate crisis and everything. But I think you made a really good point there that it's less about, I mean, there's fear of people getting sick, but right now more people are afraid of losing their job, losing their house, losing everything else, like the backlash of staying home than they are of getting sick. It's kind of like, I mean, nobody wants to get sick, but that's a secondary fear right now. That's like almost like people are not really sure uh, you know how bad it might get, but everybody knows when they stop getting paid, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. And there's a whole argument around that mental health issues and what happens to people when they're isolated. And I, I, I you know, there could be deaths from isolation as well, but uh, like, I'm certainly not one to judge the policies. I have no idea, but it's, they must be pretty scared of it to have shut it down completely like they have. Um, but yeah, the economics are bad. I mean, I haven't had a haircut now. I put off having a haircut in January and February because I ski quite a bit. So I kind of get that little ski mop going. And then I'm like always getting it cut sort of mid-February. And I just got delayed this year. And I don't know, you know, A, when I'm going to get a haircut. But B, I think about my haircutter, you know, like my regular guy who cuts my hair. And I'm like, I guess he's got zero business right now. I think about my wife gets a massage once a week. That lady's not now probably out of business. I think about, you know, the people at all the restaurants the people at so many places that have just been let go and sent home and live paycheck to paycheck. And it's concerning on a deep level. I haven't been out of my house now very much, but when I do and towards, you know, the earlier part of last week, when we were going out, we would, you know, uh, tipping people very large amounts of money. I played golf on Sunday of last week and I tipped the girl 50 bucks, but I was like, I don't want anything. I'm just giving you 50 bucks. Cause I know it's going to be tough. So yeah, it's, it's very strange to have that entire gig economy, all those employees, everybody, you know, that was in service now has no revenue. And, and, you know, I I know the government's addressing it as best they can, and they're doing uh, some, a lot of work. So hopefully that'll help everybody out. It's, it's tough times out there. Yeah. And that is, that is the biggest part of the news. I mean, and that's why it relates to real estate. So as we go in, we start looking at that real estate news, it's all because of those economic things. And I think for all of you agents out there that are listening, whether you own brokerages or teams, you know, figuring out what the big guys are doing helps you. And, you know, we're going to go through some news, probably get into some strategies here at the end. But one of the news items that I saw on Inman today was not super surprising, but it's a big one. Compass has been all over the news, you know, over the last year. And so they've laid off 15% of their staff already. So very quick to act. Do you think do you think they move too quick? Do you think that everybody's going to be following suit? And you think uh, quicker is better? I think quicker on expense control is better. You know, I've been through three crashes now, uh, 08, 01, and this one. And I really also lived through 88, 89, just as a kid. I had a lawn mowing company back then and my parents had rental properties. And I'm telling you, man, the expenses are the key. You've got to get your expenses under control as quickly as possible. And it's sort of like the oxygen mask comes down first for you to get your life in order. And then, you know, so if you have excess people that you can't use right now, I've got a buddy that has a restaurant laid off 30 people. He's got no clients. How can he have, you know, he can't pay salaries with no revenue. He was living basically month to month anyway. So the thing about it is the government's stepping in really well and giving, you know, quick uh, unemployment benefits. And I think that's the key is to say, say to your people, Hey, look, Go get unemployment benefits. We can call this a furlough. I think they're even giving you unemployment if you're just sent home unpaid at this point. So go get those as soon as we're back up and running. We want to talk to you. We want to bring you back. But uh, and I'm just we're just not in a position to because you try to hold on. And I admire. There's always that story of that old crusty guy that never fired a single employee through the crash. And 
you know, took everyone took a pay cut, I guess. But that's if you have capital and reserve. Sure, if you're sitting on 20 million bucks or 5 million bucks or whatever, and you could afford to burn 50,000 a month for a few months, then you probably could consider that. But most people don't operate that way. Most people, my friend who had the restaurant, I don't, I think his overhead was $100,000 a month and he's got, you know, a couple hundred thousand saved up. So what's he going to do? Pay everybody for two months and then not be able to reopen because when this thing ends, we need people to reopen. We need the restaurants to put people back to work. We need, you know, hairdressers to go back to work and we need the hair salons to still be available and in business. And the, and the way you do that as a business person is knowing that money is oxygen for a business, right? And without it, you die. So you have to build that reserve as quickly as possible. A, you hope you did it in the past. Hope you didn't get sloppy with expenses in the past, but that's all over now. You can't do anything about that. Right now is the time to correct and right-size all your expenses. And that could mean calling your landlords and asking for a break in rent. It could be calling your bank and asking for interest-only payments. And it could, unfortunately, be laying off employees that you cannot afford to pay. And all of this has to happen quickly. The quicker you do it, the better, so that you'll be in a stronger position to get going quickly also when it turns. Because when it turns, and the one bit of good news is, you know, from my perspective, every day that I, I always know this, and this has given me peace, is, is that every day I'm in a good market, I'm one day closer to a crash. Yeah. And that doesn't give me peace. That always makes me nervous, especially when you've had 12 years like we did approximately. Every day you're in a crash, you're one day closer to a boom. So now we're in the crash. We have to get through it, whatever that looks like, 90 days, 180 days, a year, a year and a half, whatever it takes. But once the dust settles, Usually you get a long seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 year, you know, whatever it is, rise. So you know that in the near future, within the next 24 months, probably, uh, maybe much sooner, maybe a little later, there's going to be this long expansion. And so just hunker down and everybody survives. There's no reason to be depressed or paralyzed. If you can't pay your mortgage, th that sucks, but you it's not going to kill you. Um, if you can't get food, there's always food available from different places. The key is to be prepared for that rise, which is going to come. So just, just know that two years from now or whatever, you're going to be like back in the, let's get it going. Let's do what you were doing, you know, just 12 days ago or 15 days ago now before this cataclysm kind of washed across the country, but it's coming back and you want to be prepared for that and you want to be ready and you should develop you know, your skills now and be reading books, listening to podcasts, and just getting yourself tuned in and tuned up for what's coming. Yeah, that is, that's such good advice in there. I mean, that was one of the things we mentioned last week is reminding everybody, this is temporary. We have no idea how long it's going to last. It's, it's going to last for a little while, and the repercussions of the finance are going to last for a little while. Government intervention and how everybody handles it will determine that timeline, but the, we will be on the way back up. And the advice you gave about, you know, putting on your oxygen mask first for business owners out there. So if you're owning a real estate office and you're thinking about, we did the same thing. We did some cuts this week uh, really quickly, you know, with the idea that it feels like it's kind of unprecedented how much government interaction is out there, how quickly they're willing to give people the unemployment benefits. So when it says Compass lays off 15% of the people, I'm thinking that's actually a pretty small amount because right now, if, if you're going to do it, I think you do it quick. You do it while there's a lot of government chances out there. You save your business. And if this thing only lasts a few weeks, people are coming right back to work. I'm going to bring them right back. The, uh, you know, that, that makes it easier. You talked about mortgage payments. Another piece of the news that people have seen on there is there's going to be a delay in mortgage payments of up to one year by you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. That's like up to 50% of the loans. Now, as I read the article describing it, it said 
borrowers still need to request it. So they need to, they'll need to contact their servicer. They can't just not pay. They need to contact their servicer. They need to say they've had an economic impact, but I think anyone can justify an economic impact. And then it's up to 50% of the loans in the US. The, you know, they did a lot of this back in 2009, 2010, you know, foreclosure crisis stuff before. The, do you think people are gonna reach out right away? Do you think there's any, you think people have too much shame in it? Or do you think now because of what happened in 2009, 2010, people are gonna be, remember like, no, there's, you do it quick. Look, everybody's gonna be different and people always act differently, but I would say the smart ones are gonna act quickly. And that, that's the key. If I could get one message across to our listeners, it's don't be paralyzed, don't be, don't be slow, take action quickly. If you're thinking about cutting your cord, cut your cord, get rid of cable, keep Netflix or whatever. If, you're, if you have bills that are unnecessary, cut them. If you have a, a property you were thinking of selling, you, know, you might've lost some value, but sell it you know, if you've got equity in it. And you know, what we're seeing, so, so with the Compass thing, sure, it's a good move. Compass is an interesting model, right? Because they're a non-profitable kind of that whole grow big with raised money strategy companies. Um, and so they raised you know, a bunch of money, I don't know exactly how much, and they were buying market share by writing agents big checks. So we'll see how that survives. Well, you know, WeWork is already in, in, was already in trouble. Now it's getting worse. From what I've heard is everyone that had a temporary lease is walking home and canceling it. So oh, yeah. It's all open. Uh, open door, how can you buy markets? In, you know, that whole model for just buying the home is beautiful and a great innovation, but it only works in a rising market. So that model is gone. I mean, when we come out of this, you know, for the residential realtor who's ready to rock and roll, there's going to be like less competition it's going to be very interesting to see what, what, how it all shakes out. And in a downturn, that always happens. Like the, a lot of people shake out and they fall out of the business. And when you come back into the business with retooled with the right skills and the right capabilities, you pick up and you gain market share. And, and the thing we're seeing right now, and I've, it's funny, it's interesting. I've been talking to the guys, the, the managers, the office owners. They're saying activity hasn't really died down that much yet because a lot of people are trying to rush their closings through because they're worried the title company is going to close down or the mortgage company is going to close down or they're all going to be shut. So yeah, I, I definitely anticipate a drop off and it could be a pretty significant one, April and so forth. But we had a good February. March is looking pretty reasonably good. And there's even some stuff in February if they'll let us, you know, if the feds will, and the governments will let us close, which again, that's up to them and I'm not second guessing that. But there is kind of a, a hustle for people that want to get stuff closed. And of course, there are cancellations. I had a property in Boulder that I own for my daughter's college that's just fell out. We put it back on the market and, and uh, I, it's definitely not as red hot as it was. And I definitely expect to see a tapering, but there's still pretty decent activity for right now. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Amuchastegui. And as you know, when you've been hearing these episodes, so many of our guests give us lots of free gifts and share the tools they've been using to become successful. We've got free real estate tools, scripts, eBooks, marketing materials, and more. We keep track of everything in our vault and it's updated with new items each and every week. If you want access to that stuff, it's totally free for being a listener. All you have to do is go to agentsuccesstoolbox.com, agentsuccesstoolbox.com and get your free gifts now. We've seen the same thing kind of in the, in the Austin area. So the, there's obviously less people out there. Less people are going to be going to open houses. But people are still listing houses. They're still getting offers on houses. It's just kind of that supply-demand thing. If less people are seeing your house, you're, you're going to get less offers. You're not going to get the price that you were. 
but the it hasn't it hasn't come to a standstill. And we've definitely seen the rush of people like, hey, will the recorder's offices stay open? You know, what are we going to do if not? You know, one of the news pieces was in California now that the, the Department of Real Estate out there or, or the Association of Realtors, they sent out a new coronavirus addendum. And so this is, you know, even in Inman had mentioned on their news that a lot of people are doing it. So the coronavirus addendum, they, people are adding to their real estate contracts now as kind of like the ultimate, but if we change, but if we're impacted by the coronavirus, either party can change their mind at any time without, uh, without penalty. So that's a seller or a buyer. Doesn't that change sense. real estate completely? If, if a buyer or it seller makes can change? It way more whimsical, doesn't it? Yeah. If there's no, there's no obligation to close, then you, you're in a much softer and different environment. But, you know, many realtors have approached it that way for years anyway. If you didn't want to close, it's not easy to force somebody to close. You can get some earnest money. Yeah, that is interesting. And it's smart, honestly, because we are in a new environment. And people I know that are buying commercial investment grade opportunities, I've been advising them to sort of get an extra 30 days to see what happens here and see whether people are going to pay rent or not pay rent. And if you're a seller, it's a good idea to go ahead and sell, get it, get it sold right now. But for sure, we're only beginning to see the impact of this, but we can all pretty much guess what's going to happen with if every service person, like 10, 20% unemployment doesn't have a job that trickles. They always talk about the trickle down, that'll trickle up, right? So nobody, there's not going to be people buying stuff and business owners are going to do as well. And people that go buy houses, there's going to be less buyers, less demand equals softer prices. Yeah. Yeah. If you're out there selling a house, like David said, if you're selling a house, then yeah, speed it up, sell that thing, get it yeah. sold. If you're an escrow to buy a house, it's a great time to, to renegotiate or to postpone the close for a little bit or to, to cancel. I mean, I think that one of the reasons they added coronavirus clauses like that was actually to help not lose momentum. Right. So everyone's, yeah. Af yeah, everyone's afraid to buy. So they're like, Hey, what if we put this in? Yeah. And then if in 30 days you change your mind, it's okay. That's actually a way to keep momentum going with, I think it'll help more than it hurts. Although someone could cancel or a seller could even cancel. I think they're trying to say, let's try to do business as usual best we can. I mean, the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's totally, it's very sensible and very smart. I think, uh, the other thing I know that we're doing at our offices is, um, if you use Keller mortgage and our title company, we can do a no face-to-face -face close. So you don't have to meet anybody. You never have to have a guy come to your house. You can basically just close completely remotely. Yeah, that was, that's going to be a selling point right now. The, uh, I can't wait until they actually let you do notaries over video, right? Like that's, that may be something that'll come out of this, right? People start to think that maybe they sure. should do notaries and video instead. It's very interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's good to be able to do more virtual. Like we've been doing a lot more virtual training at our offices and a lot more virtual conference calls. And we had 95 people on the other night just doing a call. You know, our max limit on Zoom is 100. So we were just about maxed out on what to do and how to approach it from a strategic and business point of view. And we had some wise people on that had been through a lot of crashes before just sharing their perspective. And the bottom line is it was all virtual and it was great. And how neat is that, that maybe the world shifts a little bit towards virtual. We have a little less traffic. We have a little bit, we take advantage of this wonderful technology that we've all created, but we don't always use that much. So yeah, I think behaviors of humans are going to change coming out of this. People uh, will, will probably work from home more and do a lot more virtual meetups. And I think it's good. 
Yeah, I think if people can look at the positive, they're gonna, there's going to be a lot of new habits that come out of this. There's been a ton of lives saved from less car wrecks out there. You know, yeah. <laughs> pollution's gone down. You know, we went walking through the neighborhood last night and there was like 30 families out. Like, you, you're staying across the street, you're not getting close. But I bet a bunch of people met their neighbors for the first time this week because everybody's yeah. like, let's go for a walk with our kids in the evening. Sure. Like, the rest it of the time, is. we're way too, everyone's way too busy. But now it's, so hopefully yeah, people- a lot of good things will come out of it. Yeah, they'll re-see re some of that stuff. So the, you talked about that mastermind. I was on that call the other night and the, it is amazing when you get a bunch of people together right now, you know, as advice to give to agents out there, you know, reaching out to people in your network, trying to have conversations about, hey, what should we do? What ideas are you doing? People were sharing ideas of what to do if they had renters not paying, things like that. So that's our, you know, that's, that's the GoBundance mastermind. You're one of the, the founders of that and the, that's been really, really neat to be a part of. Do you think of any other resources out there for agents right now if they're trying to go find other you know, masterminds or, or things like that or, uh, or GoBundance, things like that that they should be doing to get advice during this time? Well, you want to be in, and the great thing about that town council, if you will, or, or you know, we, tribal gathering we had last night with 95 people or so on the call, and then we had one last Tuesday as well, the wisdom coming up from the people is amazing. So you want to be in a group that has been through it before. You want to not isolate yourself, not be alone. You want to be hearing and talking with other people. I know in our Keller Williams offices, we're doing virtual meetups uh, almost every day now uh, because what you realize is that the same challenges you're having, everybody is having, and every different people have come up with nuggets of brilliance to solve certain aspects of the problem. And that's the environment you want to be in. So we created GoBundance for real estate people and other entrepreneurs that want to achieve financial freedom. And the way most of them have achieved financial freedom is through either owning a business or investing in real estate. And they're all having the same problems. I have a guy in there who has a bunch of retail and he said, you know, a huge number of his tenants have called him and just said, Hey, I can't pay my rent. I have zero customers you know, what can we work out? And then he's been proactive in calling them and say, hey, I know it's really tough times. And they he said they really appreciate that he's, and he get the whole range of responses from I'm not paying you to let me pay you half to I'm still paying full. Some. And then you've got the big boxes that have shut down. So in some of his retail stores, he's got, you know, maybe a, a Dillard's or a, a, you know, some kind of a clothing store, Nordstrom's, and maybe they've just shut. And in the clause in the, in the contract, it says that the, the, the draw, the, the anchor tenant has to be open or the rent changes. So he's reading contracts and dealing with all these nuanced things. And, and him just sharing that on the call was valuable to the guy that just maybe owns one retail center or was a tenant in a retail center and explains to them how to call. And, you know, if you're a broker owner, for sure, like, have you called your landlord already? Have you discussed that my revenue could be going to zero for a couple months? And what can we do to work this out? And as a landlord myself, I've already struck a couple deals with tenants that we've enabled them to skip the, the payments and put it on the back end of, the, of their payment schedule or pay half pay. Or actually, we haven't done anyone to zero yet, but we've done you know 35% reductions in rent and an ongoing conversation and take that 35% put it as a zero interest loan and just add it to the back of the loan or get them to extend the lease and give them a, a little bit of a break for extending the lease so all of that comes from masterminding and you whoever you are need to be around people that are experiencing the same things you're experiencing going through the same pain there's no way i individually or any one of us on that call could bring that collective wisdom 
that we have received on, on those, on those um, town council, tribal gathering type calls. And it's just been amazing the amount of information coming. Yeah. So you've got to take action. And the faster you take action, that's going to be a theme you're going to hear all the way through this. You, you want to be taking massive action sooner rather than later, as quick as possible. Yeah, as quick as possible. And that's a, it's a really interesting point too with masterminds because the, there's some free masterminds out there. There's other ones that cost money, but this is a time I think people need to, when they're looking at what cost, cut, what cost to cut, the, the mastermind is the one that I think you need to double down on. You need to jump into this because those are the investments that are actually going to help you get through these times. You know, there's another, uh, you know, recurring revenue mastermind I just joined and they were like, Hey, what a great time to be jumping in to try to get advice from people on things like that. So going out and finding, you know, people do that and invest in what's happening out there. What an interesting thing about the whole like anchor tenant clause too. So as agents are out there, as you're looking at your situation, you know, what I heard David say was communicate right away with people. Like don't stop making your payment, you know, reach out to people right away and say, Hey, this might happen. And if everything gets better in a couple of months, well, then you've already negotiated better terms. And if everything gets worse, you're ready and you were first and you negotiated what you had. I went to Best Buy a week ago and to, to go there, I actually had to buy online. I had to park out in the parking lot and they had different squares set up. They messaged me to open my trunk. They came out and dropped the thing in my trunk and closed the trunk. Wow. Right? No contact. You can't go into the store. You can't do anything. And I was thinking, wow, all of these companies are making these major changes. Innovations. Yeah. yeah. Crazy innovations that I think also like they're one of the anchor tenants. So they're kind of still open. But then later I'm thinking, you know what, in a, they just learned that in a two months they can have me buy online, they can have a robot come drop it in my trunk. And the, uh, so I think the innovations are going to, anytime crisis happens, innovation will change the world, right? Crisis creates opportunity, right? So that's uh, a famous political saying is that, you know, don't waste the crisis because it gives you opportunity to change your behavior. And like you said earlier, that's, that sounds like way better than wandering through a a Best Buy store to me, like knowing what you want, driving up and having them drop it off. It's not quite as good as just having Amazon drop it off for you, which is probably why Amazon is hiring a hundred thousand people. Yes. Uh, but, and there are going to be winners and losers. There already are. I heard of a pharmaceutical company hiring 50,000 people uh, yesterday and then Amazon hiring a hundred thousand additional workers and then other companies laying off pretty much everybody. I, goodness knows what the airlines are going to do because there's nobody flying right now. The environment is benefiting from it. Now, from an opportunity point of view, the other reason to be in a mastermind is in the last crash, as painful and scary and terrifying as it was, because 08 was not an easy time to have a bunch of overhead, which we did. Our, our revenue went down, oh, at least 50%. Our profits went to almost skidding along at neutral. It was just terrifying. And it happened pretty quickly, like one year to the next. But yeah, but then the market stabilized and then these incredible opportunities started showing up. And so from sort of 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, as many people know now, maybe even 15, anything you bought turned to gold, right? So you had about a five-year window and that's going to come. There's going to be opportunities again. And the great thing about, again, a mastermind is there's way more opportunity than there are people. So we were buying single family homes as it recovered in, in bulk from the government and also individually. And I was coaching all my agents. I was like, you should buy real estate now. Now could be the best time in your life to buy real estate. I actually have a presentation I put together, why today, and it was from 2012, that's when I taught it, why today could be the best time of your life to buy real estate. And, that, and then I was getting information from other people. One of the guys I met through my mastermind 
introduced me to the idea of buying debt on distressed real estate. So that's when we started buying debt, which is just like buying the real estate, only there were less bidders. And then we would work out with the seller. You know, a lot of times this guy owes 3.8 million on a property, you know, that was worth 2 million and we'd buy the debt for one and a half. And then we just go to him and say, Hey, just give us the property. We'll forgive the rest of your debt. You're done. You know, you're cleaned out. You don't have to, you don't have to have that clawback of where you owe us the extra million and a half. And so we did a lot of great things like that. And we helped out a lot of people. Um, and we also made a lot of money, which was good. We almost never foreclosed or went legal on people. We almost always worked it out directly, one or two exceptions. And that's usually based on how the other people respond. So those opportunities show up as well. Your clients are going to want realtors that can help them you know, figure out their home situation. There should be a pent-up demand for those you know, people that are not hammered by this to buy a home. Uh, there's going to be people that didn't close but if it heals pretty quickly, you're going to still want to move ahead with their new buying opportunity and buy a new home. And your key as a client is, I mean, as an agent to, is to stay in relationship with your clients, to reach out, to talk to them, like do the care calls. Hey, just checking in on you. wanted to make sure you're doing okay. Dude, you know, if you're not out there having a show, which, you know, do 20 of those a day and check in with your clients, make sure just want to check in. Is there anything I can get for you to do? Give, give you a nugget of information. Like there's a website right now that shows the number of cases in Austin. I'm very grateful for uh, the guy that showed that to me because now I can go every day and see that there's, you know, 79 or 86 cases right now in Austin. Of course, they don't have the testing kits, but 86 proven cases up from 79. So that doesn't seem as terrifying as, you know, knowing that there's 86 validated tests in Austin as it would be if, as it seems like that. So, so adding value to your clients, making a care call, is everything okay? How are you doing? Just checking in on you. You're deepening your relationships. It also could be a really good time to check your technology, check your you know, marketing methods, check all the processes and systems you're using to run your business. Um, so this is a great time to retool and rethink and re reprioritize your strategies. I know that uh, we're doing a bunch of training at Keller Williams on the new Keller command system and the Kelly system, just so that people can get, their databases transitioned and be prepared for uh, when the market shifts and when the opportunities arise. Because remember, no matter how bad it is, even if you can't pay your mortgage, like I said earlier, it's going to get better. And, and the guys that were hurt in 08 and 07, a lot of them I know are massively successful today because yes, it was painful and it might've been one of the most difficult times of their lives, but they came through it. They kept working, they kept honing their skills and the next thing you know, many of the GoBundance members came from a very tough situation and, and are all doing very well or were doing very well till 10 days yeah. ago. And now we're back in it again. We got to sort it all out and go through it again. But this happens in a society. It happens in capitalism. It happens every, you know, seven to 10 years. It's given. Yes, this one's weird and it's different and it's interesting, as we've said. Nothing ever like it has quite happened before. We were humming along. We were booming. And now we're stopped. And yet the laws of gravity still apply. There's going to be a recovery and there's going to be another opportunity to take advantage of a rising economy. And it's just around the corner. Yeah, so, so much good info and advice there. And yeah, the difference of the mastermind now a year ago was like, hey, how do we do more, more, more? And now everybody's in the foxhole together and, and surviving, you know, and so much great advice from David today. I mean, first, it's like survive, right? Survive, you know, renegotiate stuff. Don't waste the crisis, you know, get your stuff in order, renegotiate stuff, be quick, because right now there's a lot of government intervention you know, be able to, you know, figure out the resources out there, stay ahead of it. And then the big thing for your clients too, is just reaching out, just like he said, and doing the, Hey, how's it going? Like, let's just check in. 
we're not doing the calls right now saying, hey, do you want to sell your house? But it's like, hey, do you need anything? Do you need toilet paper? Do you need groceries? Like, what can we do? Because we're all in this together. You know, even when Amazon's dropping off, people are saying, thank you for still delivering or thank you for still delivering groceries. Everybody is like appreciating everybody right now. So as we wrap this thing up, David, if people want to come find you, I know you've got your your best-selling book, Tribe of Millionaires, out there. You've got Wealth Can't Wait. What's the best place for people to, to find you, follow what you're doing, see where you might be speaking, all stuff like that? So just go to davidosborne.com or follow me on Instagram at I am David Osborne. We just do a lot of inspirational stuff on I am David Osborne or just davidosborne.com or go pick up a copy of Wealth Can't Wait. It's a great strategic book for everything we've just talked about and how to build a great business or tribe of millionaires or miracle morning millionaires. So it's great to be on with you, Aaron. And you know, I'm a big fan of real estate rock stars. I think I might've been the very first ever episode and proud to see you continuing Pat Hyben's great work. Awesome. Yeah. You are definitely my favorite episode and I was so grateful to finally get you back on here, especially at a time when there's such an important message to be out there. So uh, Rockstar nation, thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Thanks Aaron. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger, yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on the million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also... Listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.